we'll, uh, we'll move on from that. That's a good discussion. We'll go to Carlton now. And we're going to have a bit of a, a, a sort of a chat generally about Carlton and the game, but we'll try to do it quickly because we're already running out of time. Um, That's unlike us. It is unlike us. I've got a couple of things here. I'll put it to you boys. And as I said, we'll try to keep it sharp. A big talking point out of the week came on Monday night when Chris Judd, in my estimations, was just perhaps a bit clumsy. Yep, with, I think that's with, the right... With how he phrased yeah. training wheels and David Teague's candidacy. And i got no problem with Chris Judd, football director, distancing ourselves from the, the, some of the fervour that's building up around Teague. Got no problem with us just pumping the brakes a little bit. He's coached four games. We've been more competitive. We've kicked 100 points three times. We are playing better football than we had in the preceding 11 weeks. But that doesn't mean we need to be beating the jungle drums to give him the job. We still need to go through a process. Totally. Did, what, what did you make of Judd's comments? So I just thought they were just a little bit ham-fisted. Well, look, it, it's funny that they've been saying that they don't want to negotiate, that they don't want to do their interviewing through the media and all that sort of stuff. So they want to keep it you know, back of house and all that sort of stuff. So he just didn't need to say it. Um, now, ultimately, if in his mind he's thinking you're more likely to have a guy with a, a few more Ks on the... The tyres, yeah, you probably do. Um, but well, the- all he needed to do was say, "I'll give an opinion on anything about football, but not this topic." Oh, no, you, know, not- you, just- you guys, you guys can sit and chat around me about what you think and what Carlton needs and who we should be going for. As a football director, of it. I'm involved. I'm yep. so I'm, I cannot give. Well, it's you- like Stephen Silvani yeah. saying that he's not going to get himself involved in the father son assessment of you know Jack and Ben in their respective years and whether he did or didn't or whatever else. You I think know. ultimately, I think the way Kane Little had to step in and, and um, another tick for Kane, to be honest, how he handled it. I think he said had to come in and do some running repairs, if you will, on the yeah. yep. the training wheels comment and just pretty much say what I think Juddy should have said in, in the first instance, that we're not ruling anyone in or out. Correct. We've been very transparent with David at the moment. We're pleased with the way the team is tracking and how David's performing. We are conducting uh, a coach search at the moment through that Ergon Zender um, at, at this point in time that process is ongoing. And that's pretty much all you need to say. Yep. I can understand how some had their noses out of joint a little bit. Like I said, it was probably just a bit uncaring. But Can I ask one question? Please. David Teague, do we think he's making a difference because he can coach or is he making a difference because he's not Brendan Bolton? I think it's a little bit of column A and a little bit of column yeah, B. I yeah. think that he's making a difference because we're playing a simpler style of football. You notice that stats, generally speaking, are lopsided when we played. I think we're just playing a more direct, more simple game style of game. And, and I think it puts more pressure back on the just, players to be able to play because is, all of a sudden they're the focus and yeah, not the coach. And it's, just, and it's just easier, for, especially for kids, to execute it. Yep. Just play the way we've drafted you to play. Yep. And it was always going to be liberating, letting the coach go. You know, obviously it wasn't quite working um, and, and change was required. And, and to see the way that they've been freed up, you know, it sort of shows that this was... A genuine necessity. So, and look before we get off that topic, just with the the coach appointment, um, when it does come, when it is announced, I think that people need to realise. I think the board are, are, are trying to tick every box because they get it wrong, and this is it for them. Yeah, they get this one wrong, and Lajudice's board, and they're out. Oh, they're out. They're done. No doubt. So, I think they're just they're, you know they're pretty keen to get the the right man, not just for the club but for themselves. Um, Fab. Yes. The crowd on the weekend. Yep. Fifty five thousand um, was. Pretty was pretty good, pretty yep. good crowd. For a Sunday. For a Sunday, but more importantly, I got a feeling leaving the ground that particularly the response of Carlton fans and the, the atmosphere as we made a charge could mean something. They're up and about. When we're we, up and when about. We get to, when we get to a free agency, when we're chasing whoever it might be, Cornelio, whoever, 
this is something we can sell. There might, they might have been a noise on people, Sunday. People talk they? about Richmond, you know, what they happened in 2017. We're starting to see glimmers and glimpses of what's on the horizon if we yep. can get it right. Yep. Do, do you think that matters? Absolutely should, that matters. Do you matters. think it should matter to a player? It, it, not it should and it will. I suppose it depends who the player is, doesn't it? But I'll, Everyone, when you're in that position, you want to be playing in big games. You want to be playing in front of the crowd. You want to be playing in front of atmosphere. You sure as hell don't want to be playing at Carrara. No. No offence. No. And, and that's the thing. Steve Canilio. Port Adelaide needed to change everything. The, the whole tarps over the seats thing, yeah. that was just horrible. You need – we can sell this. Well, I, said that we're, I said to Dad, go, we're, we, when we're up and running, we're Broadway. Oh, well and truly. We're yeah. not even up and running and look at it. Go, if you want to be on the big stage and say it to Canilio and those types. If you the media to- try to tell us – that Hawthorne were a big side. No. Well, Hawthorne's proven this year that they're really not that much. Stop. Just stop. <laughs> like they've they've they've, they've yeah, like turned I away said, already. They've just won they've won four premiers. Eight grand in a finals, decade. eight grand finals in nine years, and three years after a flag they rattled tins. Yeah. That was disastrous. They are not a big club. They were Don no, Scott not coming to that meeting away from not Hawthorne existing. don't survive what we've gone through. Hawthorne don't survive what Essendon have gone through. Yeah. And that's part of the reason I've mentioned. Hawthorne earlier. don't survive at early two thousands Collingwood. That's part of what I mentioned earlier with the draft as well, where the media act cold and callous and heartless to us because Carlton will survive. Yeah. We'll limp on. We'll be That's ordinary. Why. But yeah. Carlton will survive. The Bulldogs, North Melbourne, Gold Coast, etc. cetera, out come, out come the caring, bleeding hearts because, no, they'll go down the drain. Yeah. North Melbourne, are, you know, those teams are finding their feet a bit. But, but yeah, they won't survive I've told you the like response the great man gave us at the, uh, at the luncheon back in, whatever it was, 2011, when we spoke the about legendary it. lunch that Fabian brings up fortnightly. <laughs> How much did it cost you? Money well spent because you talk about it eight years later. On the company. How good? Yeah. Um, not even, and not this one either. Um, even better. It was a good day. It was a good day. But we, we asked, when they opened up questions to the room, we asked Sticks about the debt that we have and is it manageable, yada, yada, yada. And in not so many words, he said to us, the AFL hand out assistance to the Bulldogs and North, and all these other teams because they're in debt. And he said, we can pay off the debt at any time. He said, but just let them give us the assistance, Hmm. effectively. Fair enough. Let us give it to us. Um, I love that. In other words, we'll get that million back. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck them. It might take us 30 years. Yeah, we'll get it back. We'll get it back with Um, interest. Just a question to both of you. I think two players that have impressed particularly lately, and oh, I've very, some, I've got some stuff here. Very much so under uh, David Teague in particular. Jack Silvani, easily our best player on the weekend. Yeah, and, and uh, well, yeah, no, he was, he was. And Levi Casbol. Yeah. And I got a question. Casbilt. Casbilt. I got a question for uh, for you two with Levi. I have a sneaking suspicion that Jonathan Patton. We'll end up at Hawthorne. It's been spoken about a little bit, but it's gone cold because Patton's off the radar. He's injured. He's coming back. I've got a feeling, well, Ruffy's out the door. Hawthorne being Hawthorne will try to get a steal because, oh, they're just, they're just masters. Oh, they're just masters at the trade table. They'll get us, try to get They'll a steal. Get, but they land some and, and no, others miss. It's spot just... on. They're like everyone. They'll try to get a steal in Jonathan Patton. I don't think, I think Casbolt's playing really good footy. I don't think he's a, he's 29. I think we've got better longer term options that are priorities. Would GWS be interested in Levi Casbolt? I think when you've got Jeremy Cameron and 
um, Harry Himmelberg already on your forward line. I'm talking about ruck and defence. Defence, maybe. I mean, I just, it probably depends on how you rate Aiden Core. I mean, you when lose, he's up and going, he's part of that that back line. But if you got, lose Patton. Well, Patton hasn't been playing. That's, no, that's what that, I mean. But you lose Patton, go, is, is Caswell going to give you less than Patton? Well, it's probably you're probably replacing Rory Lobb. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, you know, I mean Rory Lobb admittedly was two oh six, but he was your genuine ruck forward combo. I mean that they're battling for a ruckman at the moment. And look, Casbold is an absolute part timer. Yep, but he's a willing soldier. He throws himself in. And if he shows in. that you can play forward and defence, and he can be a backup ruckman as well, he's better than Sean Grigg. He's better than in, Sean in, Grigg in modern AFL football, where some. Teams aren't even going in with the second ruckman. Yeah. That's and that's the question I have. Yeah, I'd rather have Levi contest in the that's ruck. That's the question I have. Does throwing he in have, a midfielder. Does he have value? I, he, I think from he, a list build perspective, if you've got a couple of spots to fill, a little bit like the way that um, Collingwood went after Jordan Ruffhead. Jordan Ruffhead covered a couple of holes for them if if they needed him, but it was key defence hmm. and key defence on the back of Lyndon Dunn probably not coming back from his knee. Um, having Ben Reid, who is a question mark with his body, whether he's playing forward or back. Um, and, and really, they went into a season with Darcy Moore under a question mark as to whether his body was going to stand up as well. Now, it turns out it probably has. But, um, but that was a really astute um, recru- you know, recruitment. And I think if, if the football world sees Collingwood doing that when they're in the window, other people are going to say that there's a smart recruitment to be made here for a bloke that you might only have for two years. You, you don't have to bring in a guy to be an eight-year footballer or anything like so that. So if you're if you're GWS or another team, you can name me another team quickly. I've, I've been saying Sydney. I've been saying Sydney in that, I mean, Callum Sinclair was a little bit unlucky going down with his shoulder yeah. and, and, and his concussion before that, but they've they've got a lack of ruckman in behind him. They've been playing a lira lira in the ruck and he's their best defender, best key defender. They'd like another I body think you're down bringing back. a bit of versatility. Well, and but they're reliant on. He's given himself another contract. Either way, but that's what I mean. Oh, he's, I think he, he's, he's playing football the next two years. He's given himself way. another contract, but who is it with? He's put half a mil in the bank. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I reckon it's with us. I, I would entertain. Given moving him on, TD. Given the Kings. Yep. Age, and I reckon, um, old man Lob drops off into the year. I think we need to retain if Maybe. Cruz given Cruz's injury record, I think we need options. Then, well, I I, th- I think we'll probably seek to recruit a mature age ruckman again. Maybe. Um a ready made, whether it's somebody coming straight out of the NEFL, which I would doubt given that they had a mid season draft. I think one South Australian bloke went up to Sydney. Yeah, John, uh, Michael Noel played at Box Noel, Hill. That's right. Um and nice um call. I think I don't know if there's going to be a, a good enough ruckman floating around there that could play straight away. So I think we'll probably try and get one from another team, just purely for depth and, and let DeConning keep doing what he's doing. Yeah. Um, and Phillips then, is the question mark. Yeah, I think Phil- one. Well, Philip Lobb's gone. Lobb's gone, and, and then it Phillips depends may what they go. Do Phillips. If they could do a trade and think that they could get the equal of Phillips and be four years younger, and and give us something, then if they bring that player in, they may let Levi go. And then quickly, Fab Jack Silvani. Can I give a quick? It's what I wanted to do. What? Quick list. You got a quick list because we're quick running list. out of time. Right, I'm going to fly through these names. Timbo, you listening? Listening. Mackenzie Willis, Tyrone Leonardis, Oleg Markov, Bailey Rice, Bailey Williams, Sam Skinner, Liam Hullett, Aidan Johnson, Blake Hardwick, Corey Wagner, Mitch King, Matthew Flynn, Brandon White, Reese Matheson, Harley Ballich. We get it. They're all taken after Jack. 
taken before. Okay. Jack. Kieran Collins, Darcy Tucker, Luke Partington, Alex Morgan. You're going through the whole draft? Mason Red. I'm just going to name 30 players. We're on the take- clock here, man. These were all taken before Jack Silvani. Well, How a, much pressure... Jack's a better player than 95% of them. He's playing better footy than all of them. Well, the only bloke... How much pressure comes on... Hardwick. These... Even then, you're like... Finished second in their yeah. best and fairest last year. Yeah, yeah, okay. Well, how, much, how much pressure is coming on all of these players? Jack Silvani is the most Zero. scrutinised... What was he, third or fourth round? 53. Fourth. Yeah. He's the most scrutinised fourth round draft pick in history. Third round. Into the third well, there you go. And that's, that's ridiculous. He's playing excellent footy, and his last two weeks have been the te- best two weeks of his career. Um, it looks like he's found a spot as a bit of a, a roaming big-bodied mid, but to pop up with three huge goals on uh, on Sunday was massive. And, and even the big long and, shot and from late. You know, yeah, was other on, than on Sam Menegola, everyone taking after him is an absolute spastic. There, yeah, so. oh, well, there you go. Point well made, Fab. Uh, excellent news to see. I didn't get to make my point. <laughs> well, you did. <laughs> That the people taken before him are not being scrutinised as he is. It was a point well made, just wasn't made. But <laughs> um, excellent to see that uh, Hugh Gunnard will get his reward and he'll debut this week, which is great. He's Huge. had an excellent season in the VFL. He's probably going to win the VFL BNF. <laughs> I'd be surprised if he didn't. And also what, the other the, the club or the league, uh, as in our VFL yeah, yeah, BNF. Okay. Not if he misses he six, six games to towards be, the back end of the to year. To be honest with you, he'd be a shout in the listing. Depends if sometimes I find in the listing my experience of Box Hill is. They tend AFL listed guys can sometimes be overlooked. Yep. Just they're AFL listed guys. Sometimes I get a bit of bias against them. Uh, two re-signings today, obviously Cruiser, Cruiser yesterday. Sorry, Liam Jones today. Yep. Which is great news for the club. Marchbank, hopefully not far away. Been saying this for a week. I've told you the Liam Jones story at work, haven't I? I reckon, I reckon I've told this on pod a couple of times now. Do you remember it? Quickly, Tim. Quickly. <laughs> I had a bloke that was working with me who was a Bulldog supporter. He and I laughed about the fact that we did the trade to get Liam Jones in because he said he's no good. We got him on a three-year deal at the end of the first year as a going-away present because he left to go to another company. He gave me a little glass frame and he put a picture of Liam Jones in it. And I thought, yeah, that's funny. We talked about that. It's it's good. He goes, do me a favour, leave it on your desk until he gets delisted. And I always thought Soss was going to pay out his the third year of his first contract. Personally. Um, at the end of the second year. So he lasted he lasted an extra year. Did at you the, take pay pass? Yeah. There you go. At, Did you take a personal check? At the end of the third year, he re, when he paid well, he re-signed for another two. And now he's signed for another three. So he's one going of, to be at Carlton for eight years. It's been one of football's great resurrections. Oh, and Tim's running out of desk space. Yeah. <laughs> it's turned into a shrine. Like Joe Boo. <laughs> Joe Boot. Yeah. Um, we'll go on to the. Are we just going to go into AFL in general? Go go through the tips. Yes. For this week? Can I just say one more thing quickly, Tim? Sam Walsh, outstanding. The impact that he had when the game was on the line and what he needed to do. You've actually reminded me of something. Oh, I, I made a note of it, but Quick I deleted Sean. it. The Kane Corns one. The Kane Corns one. Yeah. Why? And I tweeted this once again. Prendercast. The the Prender underscore cast on Twitter. I. Uh, why does everyone talk about all the other players taken in the draft as if they're the only ones that are going to physically develop? That's where we use the GIF. Whenever Kane says anything stupid, oh, yeah, we good use one. the GIF. Yeah, 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 yeah. We, won't, we won't tell you what we it is. We won't tell you what yeah. it is, but there's a yeah. GIF. and we're, It's, it's it. awesome. And Sean, but where are we going to use yeah. this? Because it's not really Carlton related. No, but, but this works. <laughs> Maybe whenever Sam Walsh plays a good game. <laughs> but the point is, he goes, oh, Sam Walsh, he's not damaging, he's not damaging. And the point I made on Twitter was, but when he's 23 and he's bigger and he's stronger, he'll have more time with the ball. Because at the moment when he gets tackled, he has to get rid of it because yeah. he's an 18-year-old kid. 
when he can who could snap in half when he can take on the tackler. We saw it with Nathan Jones got him a few times. He goes, well, I can't break this solid thirty-one-year-old player. When he gets to twenty-three and he gets a frame that can ride the tackle, he's holding the ball for an extra second. Yeah, he's that, taking that the tackle. All, and look at Cripps with that well, one Cripps, or two extra seconds. I keep seconds saying, in. Sam Walsh. Everyone wants to who is he? Sam Walsh is Trent Cochin. Yeah, he is. He is. Yeah, without, he, without the hair, Trent well, Cochin had awesome hair. He still does. He's got Jesus. amazing hair. He's still got a bit of Joel Selwood in him. No, no, too, and, and I totally agree. As well, and so. but just that sense of not super quick, but runs all day, is clean, makes great decisions. And when he can absorb the tackle and fend it off and get away from it, and he's not having to go, what's the first option? Yeah. Well, how, how good's he going to be? Look, he he this year he was the quintessential wingman. Yeah. Like a you know young kid, run all day, good skills, play him out on a wing, little less contested. He'll do really well there. Well, as the season's progressed, we've thrown him in the middle and he's mm. getting clearances all on his own. Yeah, and he's laying tackles inside the wing now. But Tim, uh, Tim, he's going to be the only player that stagnates. Don't worry yeah, about it. Exactly.